Hey, welcome to the online worship experience of New Hope Church. I am so thrilled and thankful that you are joining us today. And hey, if you're a part of New Hope Church and you sow into this ministry and you support the ministries of this church financially, I have some great news for you. I have been working really hard to try to find some medical masks. And right now we have 20 thousand medical masks that are en route to the Raleigh-Durham Chapel Hill area. We are going to get those into some retirement centers in this area that need them. We might get them into some hospitals, but New Hope Church, that is what you give to. When you support the ministries of this church, you are allowing us to do things like that, to minister to our communities for such a time as this. So thank you, thank you. Thank you. Hey, I want to give a warm shout out to the campuses today. I want to welcome the Durham campus. We'll jump all the way over there in Kenya, Hillsboro, Sanford, Wake Forest, Garner campus. Those of you who are online, not just now, but you were online before COVID-19. Now you really know that you are a part of this family. I've been telling you that for a while, but you are a part of our faith community. Those of you who are watching us on television, welcome. We are glad you are a part of us. Welcome one and welcome all. Hey, I just want to give you a little heads up. A week from today is Mother's Day, and uh, we have Shari King in the house with us next week. So many of you remember Shari and Clayton King from the XO Marriage Conference, and uh, she is going to be bringing a special message, not just for moms next week, for everyone, but she will speak a special word to moms. So children, husbands, sons or daughters of moms, which is all of us, grab your mom next weekend, gather around the largest screen in your house, and uh, you don't want to miss Mother's Day. Today, though, let me tell you, today we have a special treat with us. I am talking about the one and only Dr. Barbara Lowe. Let me tell you about this great woman of God who is just an expert in her field and who is really just making a dent in this particular area and advancing the kingdom. Uh, let me just tell you a little bit about her. She is an amazing leader, a Christian woman, a licensed psychologist, and while we are homebound, I wanted to bring her into your home, into my home, so that we could learn some valuable lessons. She is the founder and the owner of Greenleaf Psychological Services, board-certified life coach, educator, lay minister, and author, and she's got all kinds of letters behind her Name. Let me tell you a little bit more about her. This might be making her uncomfortable, but listen, I just want to let you know who we have and how blessed we are to have her today. She is an international speaker, and she's absolutely outstanding at what she does. Whenever you listen to her, whenever you speak to her, you will be left with a sense deep in your soul that you've been seen, you've been heard, and that there is hope regardless of your story. Um, so we are just honored. We are blessed. You can see her as a host of the popular Live 5 show with Dr. Barbara on Facebook and YouTube. And uh, Dr. Barbara, I just want to say this to you. This is, um, this is different. If we were at New Hope right about now, 
and I was saying all these things for you. And uh, I then brought you out on the stage. Here's what New Hope would do. They would jump to their feet. They would give you a standing ovation because they just love guest speakers and they love, they love people who come and have a fresh word mm -hmm. from God. So I'm glad we're doing it like this. We had it planned where she was going to be in the house. We were already talking about this before COVID-19, but we're going to go ahead and do it now. And hey, mm -hmm. maybe later, maybe later we'll have you in-house. And so New Hope, how we're going to do this today is I'm just going to ask her some questions, but we're going to be very conversational and we're just going to talk about what God has been doing in her life and with her voice as she has been ministering in this particular season. You know, Dr. Barbara, a few weeks ago, I said to the church in a, in a message a lot like this online, I said, COVID-19 is the great equalizer. Mm -hmm. And what I meant by that was it doesn't matter if you're tall or short, if you're educated or uneducated, if you're brown, black, or white, it doesn't matter. We are all equal, if you will, before COVID-19. We are all standing on level ground trying to navigate this season. And because of that, we're all in the same boat, if you will. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're all homebound. We're all self-quarantined, with the exception of maybe the medical field and a few others, which causes me, by the way, just to want to stop and say thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you to all of the doctors and the nurses and the hospitals. You are the heroes of this day. But anyway, we're all in the same boat. What are you saying to encourage and equip mm -hmm. people to live with some peace, mm -hmm. some tranquility, some contentment, and dare I say, even joy mm -hmm. in the midst of such a season. Okay, so we, I was, this is certainly true of me. I grew up under a lot of abuse of every kind. Mm. Uh, my mom would wake me up hitting me in the middle of the night, threatening to commit suicide. My dad did by, die by suicide. Wow. Uh, so there was a lot of abuse. I have family members that are in the uh, illegal trades, if you know what I mean. And so I was told, don't tell anyone this or you'll be murdered. If mm. you, you know. So I grew up under that and wow. this, this chaos. And then I got married young, uh, uh, basically, married very poorly, married someone who didn't love me, um, and uh, that fell apart. Mm. And I've had uh, children with uh, disabilities. I've had a full-term stillborn. So I've had my share of trauma, wow. right? So a lot of times I would live my life, and I share my story because I'm not going to share my client's stories, yeah. right? Yeah. So I'm going to share my story with y'all and just power. get real with y'all. Yeah. Uh, so uh, oftentimes when situations would come up like this, or like uh, like uh, going away on a on a remote island. Where I live with my dad on a remote island, mm. and in that situation, uh, there was uh, just different kinds of abuse that went on. And so, if so, when I go to a place that kind of feels remote, well, what happens? Some of that panicky feeling sure. comes up naturally, right? Well, I have worked very hard on myself and, and gone there with the Lord, but I still have triggers. It's a process. Yeah. Well, what's happening for people that haven't really gone there with the Lord, haven't really uh, faced those fears? Yeah. So you see, even though the trauma is over, uh, and traumas come in all different shapes and sizes. It could be unmet needs or those, those uh, events where we are afraid for our life mm -hmm. and anything in between. Uh, but even though the trauma is over, our brain, if we haven't really processed it, 
we're still being triggered. We're still, it's still there. Like I remember one time when uh, I, I was first saved mm. and my roommate and her fiance were decorating for Christmas and I came out and started sobbing. I mean, completely wow. irrational response. Well, after hours of crying with a mentor, I finally got down to, well, you know, my mom used to leave me out of family things yeah. because I was the scapegoat of the family. Yeah. And so that feeling was coming up. Well, with COVID-19, that's what's coming Trig up. It's a big trigger for a lot yes. of people. You know, because they might feel like I'm not safe or right. no one has my back. Right. You know, I love that the scripture says the Lord is my rear guard. Right. Because I know a lot of people didn't grow up maybe the way I grew up, but they had something. And we often feel like no one has my back, but the yeah. Lord has your back. Yeah. And, you know, you said earlier, you know, if you, you had done a lot of the hard work, and of course you have. You've been at this a long time. Mm -hmm. You're very successful and really effective at what you do. But I can't help but imagine that some people are out there, and they haven't done the hard work yet. Yeah. They haven't tilled the soil, if you will, of some of this brokenness and some of this pain. And again, we all have junk. And I can't help but imagine that if that's you, one of the things God wants to do in the midst of COVID-19, while you're forced to be home possibly, while you might have more time on your hands than you would have before now, is to start working on some of this stuff. Yes. That's why I believe this is gonna serve a lot of people today. Start reading good books, check out some websites, and let God redeem this time yes. and parent you and heal you yes. in some of these wounded areas. Yes. Mm. You know, at the beginning of this year, the Lord spoke to me and he said, I'm moving pe my people into wholeness and they ha it's time for them to align with me. And I believe the Lord is setting us up for revival. But before he can do that, he's bringing us, he's bringing a work in our home, in our heart home, mm. which involves our family home to completion. And he's saying, get ready, wow. get ready. Don't focus on the assignment of the enemy during this Come time, yeah. which is fear, That's right. but focus on my assignment. I believe that this is a time to get creative. Yeah. I, I believe that even now God is speaking to people fresh words that are going to carry them through the next decade and even 30 years. That's what the Lord's been speaking to wow. me out of Psalm 25 and Isaiah uh, 55 yeah. this th yesterday and today, that this week even he is dropping words into people's lives and he wants us to take them very seriously because he's speaking things that are going to carry people for the next That's decade good. or more. That's good. And you said earlier, you said these are the kinds of things that will get us where God is trying to take us, not just yes. as a church, New Hope, yes. but as the church universal, yes. as people of faith. Yes. Um, you just said a phrase, and I'm, I'll stop us every now and then so you can camp out on these. I've heard yeah. you say this phrase before, and I just wonder if you might unpack it a little bit for folks who are who are experiencing this season and they're struggling with it, which, by the way, is most of us at yeah. some point in time. You said heart home. Mm -hmm. talk, talk to us a little bit about that. I know that's, that's one of your, yes. your go-tos, and I love it. Yes. Well, let's, uh, let's think about the story of Jacob for a minute. When he... He was a manipulator. Uh, he didn't really value the things of God. God put him under a master manipulator, Laban. Yep. If you're not familiar with that story, it's a really interesting story and pretty easily, easily Googleable because he was one of the main Googleable. forefathers. That's a great Googleable. word. Googleable. Googleable. I love to make up words, and that's a good one. Yeah. 
and uh, and he had to eventually go back home, and 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 on the journey back home, he had to wrestle with God at the River Jabbok. Mm-hmm. I've been there, been in that river. Oh, it's powerful. Uh, yeah, I think we're going in uh, next year, but I haven't been yet. But anyway, he had to wrestle, and through that wrestling on his journey home, his name was changed, and he lost his deceitful nature. You see, limp. many sins in our life actually come out of wounds. Like, why am I selfish? Why am I? Why do I have a hard time with either over-merging with people and getting too clingy and needy of people or being too distant or too cold? And it comes from those wounds. So you look at uh, 1 Corinthians 13, the love chapter. When we heal a lot of our wounds in our heart home, then we ha- we do walk in more purity of heart That's and less so sin. Good. Isn't that true? So right. good. So in our heart, you know, the Bible says that Jesus stands at the door and knocks. Well, if you haven't received Jesus as your sa- as your Savior, that is the first step. But yeah. most of us have, many of us have. Well, there's other pieces of our heart that are also lost. I think about the woman with the ten coins, and she ha- she found she had nine of them. Right. She could have been like, "I'm good. Yeah, I'm so good. good. Yeah. We're good." But she saw, it says she cleaned her house. Lit. She put, turned on a light and cleaned her house Searched until it. she found it. Yeah. God wants us to turn on a light and search and clean our heart so that every area is so com- is is at His table. There's a story that is uh, uh, about a character in the Bible called Mephibosheth. Now, this oh, yeah. one's a little bit less known. Um, it's possible that Pastor Benji has preached on it. But Mephibosheth was the son of Jonathan, who, and Jonathan was the son of Saul. Mm-hmm. And Saul did not like David. David ended up being given the kingdom in the day that Saul and Jonathan died. Mephibosheth was Jonathan's son, and when they had heard that Saul had died— his nursemaid was trying to carry him away and dropped him. him. Yeah. And it says he became lame in both feet. Well, after establishing his kingdom, David said, is there anyone left that I can do good to uh, for Jonathan's sake? Right. And I believe the father is saying, is there anyone left that I can do good to for Jesus' sake wow. in our heart? Is there any place left in our heart that I can do good to? Yeah. So David goes down to Lodibar and finds Mephibosheth. And Mephibosheth says... What would you do with a dead dog like me? Mm. And sweet beloved friend, do you have a place in your heart where mm. you feel like you are just a dead dog? Come on. Where now. you're so where you're entrenched in shame. Yeah. The shame is the bane of the human existence. <sighs> and we all have it. All of us. And what does it say? It says he brought Mephibosheth, he restored his lands and brought him, and it says he ate at the king's table, even though he was lame in both feet. Powerful feet. story. So here's what I'm saying. Right now, God is calling us to bring the lost parts of our hearts from Lodibar to the king's table, to eat of Jesus, to drink of Jesus, that Jesus loves those lowly parts of us, the child parts of us that that have that sobbing, sobbing fest when the Christmas tree goes up and they feel left out that are terrified to go in the grocery stores, that feels completely vulnerable, like your loved ones are gonna die and you're gonna be all alone. Yeah. God wants to bring all those parts Even the desperate, to his table. The desperate, I talked yeah. about that last week. I said trying to make it through this season without God is exasperation. Mm-hmm. But trying to make it through this season with God is desperation, but God is drawn to the desperate, is he not? Yes. Oh my gosh. 
Here's what I say. I say if you're an outcast, if you're desperate, ooh, you're in good you're standing in good because standing. you're hungry. Yeah. Like why yeah. am I at where I'm at with yeah. the Lord? A lot of it is because of the training I have, but you know what? I've been desperately mm. hungry. I've been so desperately hungry. Yeah. Uh, my husband used to be my pastor, and I know it sounds kind of naughty, but it's it actually does. on the up. It sounds it's all, it's all on the up and up. <laughs> Uh, and it's a really funny. cool God story there. Yeah. Uh, but I, I used to come up to the altar all the time. I just want more of God. I just mm. want more of God. And, you know, I, I was a mess. I didn't know how to people, I say. And it's so funny that yeah. people come to me to learn how to people. Like, that's hysterical to me. That's the power of the gospel. But it is. I think about the product, the uh, Samaritan woman. Women couldn't divorce or hold property. So it's likely that she had had some hard things happen sure. to her if she'd been married for like yeah. five times, right? Her dream for her life probably was belonging. So she meets, she meets Jesus at the well, the place of betrothal yeah. in so many Bible scenes, right? Yeah. And so she meets belonging, but she's an outcast among outcasts. Well, what actually happens to this woman that finds belonging, mm. her dream for her life? Yeah. God's dream for her was so much bigger mm. Because she went immediately and converted her right. whole town. Oh, it was powerful. She, she became the evangelist of that area. She was yeah. one of the first martyrs. Did yeah. you know that? Yeah. And we are still talking about her today. Mm. You see, God's dream, God's dream for the outcast. Come on. So big. That's so good. So big. So are you an outcast? Yep. Hallelujah. Yeah. It's shouting ground. Yeah, it's yeah. stomping ground, you know, <laughs> because awesome. you're hungry. Yeah. And she was thirsty. He talked to her immediately yeah. about her thirst. Yeah. And you can be an outcast and not be hungry. You, you got to go the right you, direction. You got to stir that passion yeah. and that desperation for God and be willing to be vulnerable with God and be desperate with God. And God's drawn to that. Oh, yes. Hey, I have to push pause and go back because I want them to put this on the bottom of the screen and I want you to write it down. This is so good. You uh -huh. said most of our sins, I might, I might get a word yeah. or two off, but correct uh -huh. me if I get this wrong. Most of our sins come from previous wounds. Yeah. That is golden. Mm -hmm. If we can just learn, and that changes then how you think about your sin because it gives you a, so a, a process by which you can go back and root that sin out. Yeah. That's so good. Yeah. My husband and I put on, a lot of our sins happen in our relationships, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. My husband and I put uh, his, we have on our mirrors, we have a dual vanity. On both of our mirrors are his greatest fears, her greatest fears, his greatest needs, her greatest needs on both of them. I see. Now you're getting good marriage stuff. All this is coming to you today. What a <laughs> gift. That's good. Draw up on your mirror. So my greatest fears are abandonment and that I'm the bad one, that it's my, all my fault. And his greatest fears are that he's going to be alone, that he's all alone, and that he's not appreciated. Hmm. So when we have an argument, you better, when, when it gets heated, it can start over something st stupid, yeah. but when emotions get heated, you better believe it's where those two things are intersecting. Mm. So even in, even as far as looking at our marriages or our roommates or our best friendships, this is what's going on. And it's so important to study ourselves, to know ourselves and to mm. understand where that's coming from. And to share with those we love in those moments, oh, this is a trigger of mine. Mm. Uh, a, a psychologist, Dr. Real, uh, Dr. Terry Real, has a term called core negative image. And this is good whether you're married or not. Mm -hmm. So 
when one time when Tim left, he thought I was mad at him, and he, he and then and he also thought I was late, which it could have been. <laughs> <laughs> the chances of that are pretty good. <laughs> yeah. And so he left without me because he had to be at an important event. Yeah. Well, my mom used to drive off without me. So I mm. really overreacted and I, I just, I felt abandoned. And you better believe by the time he got home, I was pretty angry, yeah. right? And so we, we had an argument and it was one of those kind of push-pull, no, no. And it was a complete overreaction on my part. And now he was not feeling appreciated. He was not feeling like I was respecting mm. his time. He was feeling like he was all alone. So he, he stormed off without saying goodbye, yep. and then I felt abandoned. Yeah. So here we see our, our wounds from our past, yeah. uh, those, those uh, real sensitive spots, and, and that was one of our biggest fights. So our greatest hurts yeah. are, are that ground of our, of our sins, and so we've so got good. to work on these, and we've got to be gentle with one another. Yeah. So with core negative image, uh, what uh, ter Dr. Terry Real talks about is Tim, the way he behaved with driving off without saying goodbye probably wasn't good. So it was like, you know, maybe 10%, 20% yeah. an error on his part. Now, the way that I, the, how angry I got, that was mostly, in my feeling, was mostly 75% at least from mm -hmm. my background, from yeah. my childhood. And so core negative, with core negative image, we understand the weaknesses and the propensities with those we love, and we understand our own, and we bring that into the communication. Mm. And I think right now, that is key. Yeah. That is so key. That's awesome. That's awesome. And guys, you, you know, I can only imagine there are folks out there, this has been my story as well. If you have a struggle in your life, a sin that you find yourself coming back to over and over and over, it's one thing to confess that sin, mm -hmm. in which we all should, mm -hmm. but what does true repentance look like? And for a lot of us, we just confess, we, we repent, we, you know, we're going to grit it out, we're not going to do it again, and we have this, mm -hmm. this, this propensity to keep yes. struggling you're never going to be able to root those areas out of your life unless you do the hard work mm -hmm. of quite often connecting it yeah. with a previous wound. Yeah. And that might be getting professional help. Mm -hmm. That might be talking with a pastor. That might be reading good stuff on your own. But that's, that's that, that deeper level to mm -hmm. how we see the transformative work of God in our lives. Mm -hmm. What would you say, because you've been very vulnerable today, and I really, really appreciate mm -hmm. that, and I really don't think you can have much of a ministry these days if you're not willing to, mm -hmm. to just be transparent and vulnerable with people. Um, what would you say are some things that God is doing in your life in this mm -hmm. season? And what would you say as we kind of start to wrap up in terms of what you believe God wants to do through this? You mentioned revival earlier, mm -hmm. and I Absolutely love that. I believe the church, if we will seize the opportunity, carpe mm -hmm. diem, I believe we'll come out of this on the other side mm -hmm. um, different. And I mean different in a good way. Um, but talk to us a little bit about what God's speaking into your heart and your mind yeah. personally, but then also for the church universal all over the yeah. globe. There's something about what God is doing now that is going to set us up for whole new cycles, I Amen. believe, in the Spirit and, and in the Lord. I think the Lord is also doing uh, identity change. We've talked about the heart going home. My course is called Hearts Returning Home. You're talking about going home and yeah, what's no happening place in like the home. home. Yeah. No place like home. And I think the Lord is doing an, an identity change. You look at 
Gideon, mm. who was sheltering in place. Yep. He was under a stay-at-home order. The Midianites were ravaging everything. Right. It's very similar to where we're, where we're in now. And God came to him and he said, mighty warrior. Mm. So God, the first thing God did was prophesy. He was hiding out and God calls him a mighty warrior. Mm-hmm. So God, the first thing God did was say, I'm changing your name through what you're about to go through. And I already speak it over you. Mm. What was the first thing that Gideon needed to do? Tear down the idols yep. in his father's in his household, in his heart home. Mm -hmm. He had to face his fears and deal with the idols in his family, in his family line, which is where those those heart sins come from, those heart hurts, those heart wounds. And, but you know what the Lord said? He said, go in the strength Mm -hmm. that you have. So sometimes people are waiting for their feelings to change before they're gonna take that step forward. And I believe the Lord is saying, go in the strength you have. That you take that step now because I've given you the strength for that baby step. And I believe the Lord is saying that once you take that step, it's almost like I I see shackles falling off people. Once they take that first step and they've been procrastinating, on, they've almost felt like they're frozen in fear to take it. Like I can't, I can't, I can't. But the Lord is saying, you don't understand what seems like the end is actually your beginning right now. Mm. You're coming into a whole new season. This is a whole new decade. I'm speaking things to you right now that are going to totally change your life. You're coming out of this time in the power of the Spirit. So what happened with Gideon? Well, he he tore down his father's (laughs) idols, and then God uh, did revival by decrease on his tribe, right? And so God gave him his tribe and took away those who are not of your tribe, right? That kind of happens after you go through a divorce. Doesn't feel good, right? You know, but here they go. And then uh, he won. He did it. God did it. It was a total miracle. 300. Total miracle. But in the name of the Lord. Yeah. And then they wanted to make Gideon king. You see, God is taking the fearful and he's giving them a name change. And he is bringing them to the forefront. I believe that those That's a who, word for somebody right yeah. there. That's so good. Yeah, like like a, Keep going. the this story is good. of Joseph from the Old Testament. That's a really hard story to, to read. But it was all these unfair things that happened to him. But God used it. Uh, he was literally the outcast. And he helped save the world. And I believe that we're going to come out of this and see many people who we thought were like checked out or yeah. who've been passed by. And they're yeah. suddenly going to be on the scene in a fresh new way. So I think the most important thing we can do, which I've been doing, is align with the assignment of God. So what is God trying to do? Where is he trying to, uh, getting you to align with him? You know, that means align with his will. I agree with you. And where, um, I was reading this morning in Isaiah 55, where it talks about incline your ear to me, Mm -hmm. stop seeking, it says stop seeking bread and milk, or toilet paper and Clorox, but <laughs> but it says, bend your ear to yeah. me. When I looked it up in yeah. the Hebrew, bend your ear to the Lord. I believe the Lord mm. is speaking specifically. And so I really want to encourage people to get quiet before the Lord, Come get on. out the Bible, dig in like never before, because you don't want to miss out on the creative miracles and uh, testimonies that are going to come out of this right. time. You want to be in, and God is welcoming you to, to be in the mix of what he's doing. And you know, we didn't even plan uh, this theme, but I'm noticing a theme that is developing today. Mephibosheth, we talked about Jacob, right? We talked about Gideon. Mm-hmm. God taking people, changing them, mm-hmm. elevating them mm-hmm. to new levels of influence and impact for the yes. kingdom. 
but you've got to be leaning in yes. to seize that yes. or you'll miss this. Yes. You'll miss the power of yes. this season. And this is the way God will take something that is that is just dark mm-hmm. and evil and, and, and painful for so many, but he'll redeem it for yes. the people of God who will let yes. him. And all of them were changed in the dark. Yeah. Yeah. They were changed in the private and in the dark. They were changed in the wilderness. Yeah. Joseph from the pit to the palace, right? Yeah. But it was in the dark where the change happened. Mm. And you look at all of them and they were restored to their families or, yeah. you know, there was a restoration of things that were lost. Wow. I do think that's something God's doing too with families. Yeah. Even if for some of us, they, they feel forced, right? You're forced mm-hmm. at home with your family, mm-hmm. but God wants to use mm-hmm. that. Yeah. God wants to redeem that. And I just can't help but imagine that some of you are out there today and you feel like you're in that darkness. Mm-hmm. You feel like you're in that pit. You feel like you're at that, that basement mm-hmm. of your mind or even of your heart. And uh, we just want to pray with you and want to just agree on so many of the things that we've talked about today. We want to declare and proclaim those over your life today and believe that God Mm -hmm. is going to use this season to give you hope and do something supernatural, going to take your natural and do something supernatural with it Mm -hmm. if you will just let God redeem this. Pastor Benji, can I say one more thing? Absolutely. Thank you. I would like to say to those of you that feel like you are all alone, this time can be so isolating. That's and good. I know that I used to feel so lonely. I used to feel lonely even when I was with people. You know, yeah. it hurts so much to be in my skin because of the abuse and the rejection I've been through. Maybe you've been through a big betrayal. Maybe you've had really hard things happen in your life. Maybe you even have a biological uh, struggle with depression or anxiety. I want you to know right now, first of all, that we are with you. We're doing this because our heart is reaching out to you. You are the Father's heart. You are our heart. You are our treasure. And I want you to feel this right now that you are not alone. You know, I've come here and I've made myself vulnerable. I did that because I love you and because the Father, yeah. more so the Father, loves you. That's so I want so you to, good. I want them to soften into that, uh, you know, almost like this chair. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't want to sit in this chair like this, right. like this. Just really soften into, you're not alone. That's so good. Yeah. That's so good. And in a season like we've been in, we can all start to feel alone. Yeah. And the fact that you have led us into your home, you're allowing God to redeem technology. You are not alone. We love you. And I can't help but imagine that some of you are out there and, and you're not even sure that you know the gospel. Mm. You're not even sure that you've actually received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And I want to give you a chance to do that right now because none of this is going to make sense and none of this is going to be applicable to your life unless you first start at that ground zero level yes. of just coming into a relationship with Jesus Christ. So I want to pray for the, the movement. Those of you who are believers, New Hope family, I love you. I miss you so much. But I want to pray for the person who's out there. And you're just not sure you know Christ yet. Yeah. So let's pray. Let's pray together. Thank Father, thank you. There are times, Lord, when we just sense that your spirit has been all over a conversation. And Father, I have just felt from moment one with Dr. Barbara today that you are meeting with us. 
and you are ministering to people deeply right where they are. Father, thank you for the New Hope movement. Thank you, Lord, that you continue to protect us. Thank you that you continue to keep us connected. And thank you, God, that we just so look forward to that moment, that day where we get to celebrate in person again. But until then, God, thank you for days like this. Thank you for what you are doing in our midst. And I wanna pray for the person who is out there. Maybe you're out there somewhere and you don't know Christ. The Bible says that you can become a new creation today. 2 Corinthians 5, 17 says that if anyone is in Christ, the old is gone and the new has come. I want to pray for you. If you want to receive Christ today and you want to be instilled and infused with this hope that we've been talking about and put some of these things to practice so that God can redeem this season, I want to invite you wherever you are to just pray with me right now. Say, Lord Jesus... I need you in my life. Lord Jesus, I am a sinner, and I've learned today that, that sometimes that's connected to previous wounds. But regardless, God, I need you to be my Savior. I need you to forgive me. And I'm asking you, Lord Jesus, to come into my heart, come into my mind, come into my life, and redeem this time. Redeem my story. God, use it for your good and your glory. I accept you as the Lord and Savior of my life. And when I fall short, Lord, and we all do, forgive me of my sin and give me that Holy Spirit power to repent of my sin and follow you all the days of my life. Lord, bless every single person who is praying this prayer right now. Infuse them with your power. Use them and anoint them to do great and awesome things. We pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 I believe some people just gave their life yes. to Christ today. And listen, you don't have to, but can I just encourage you to take out your phone and text SAVED, S-A-V-E-D, to 59769. Just text that to us. We will send you a prompt back. You can click on that link. Go to a website. There's a video from me. And then there's all kinds of resources and steps mm -hmm. to help you grow in the faith. They're not alone. And we want to partner with you for the gospel. Hey, speaking of partnership, for those of you who support the ministries of this church, thank you so much. Let's move into a time of honoring God with our tithes. You can do that by simply texting NH Movement to 77977. Again, you will get a prompt, follow that, and figure out what you want to sow into this ministry. Click Reoccurring and be a partner as we continue to offer hope to the world. Of course, you can also go to our website, newhopechurch.org forward slash give, and you can do the very same thing. Hey, thank you for being with us today. Don't click off. We're going to actually sing an old hymn, Barbara. It is well with my soul. Yes. You remember that one? I love that. It is Ooh. well. Yes. And listen, maybe you're here and you're not sure it is well. You don't feel like it is well with your soul. You spoke earlier about sometimes we need to put our feelings aside. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we just need to sing something by faith and trust that God is making it well yes. with our soul. Hey, I love you. God bless you. We'll see you right back here next week. Same time, same place.